0: Get ready to hear the truth about
1: America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan
0: Bongino.
1: Folks, this is all deliberate. I think we get that by now. None of this is by accident. The Biden administration isn't just dumb. (laughs) I don't know how's this all happening. It's all deliberate. We get that. I've done Fox shows on it, done this show on it. They are purposefully and at this point joyfully destroying this place. Their latest stunt on illegal immigration hasn't gotten, from what I've seen, any media coverage outside of a few isolated articles. It's going to open your eyes to the fact that they don't want a border anymore. They're joyful about it, evaporating our border completely. And what's a country without a border? It's a suggestion. It's not a country at all. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Today's going to be a stacked and loaded show. I've got that. That story's devastating. And also... I. Folks, I, I I hesitate to get ahead of my skis here, but it doesn't appear at this point that Biden is going to be able to finish out this term in health-wise. It just doesn't. I'm going to show you, yeah, we've seen the mishaps, but when you put them back together, the, uh, the verbal mishaps, the cognitive problems, when you put them together in this minute plush monta- montage, it's spooky stuff. All right, we'll get to that too. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the world, made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's HenryUSA.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's HenryUSA.com for a free catalog and decals, and to see the Henry US Survival Rifle. All right, Joe. And away we go, Daniel. Yes, Suri Bob, or Suri Joe, Suri Joe in this case. This is all okay. deliberate. It's, it's not just that they're purposefully doing it, they're joyfully doing it, the destruction of the country. I say joyfully because they must be enjoying this. People don't do things they don't enjoy that cause them pain. This is causing them no pain, which means it must be causing them joy, okay? Uh, look at this headline from just the news. So obviously we don't have a border anymore. Please, lefties, please don't call my radio show later and try to debate on this. I I do facts and data. Sit down, go sit in the corner, cotton uh, out of your ears, stick it in your mouth. We don't have a border. How do I know we don't have a border? Because the numbers tell you you don't have a border. It's called facts. Process them. Just the news. More than 2 million illegal border encounters so far in fiscal 2022. I want you to just process this for a moment, please. The United States, by the way, this is just the numbers we know about. We don't. This isn't the gotaways. The gotaways, in other words, the people who have had no encounter with border patrol, so we wouldn't know it was an illegal border encounter. Libs, I'm asking you for a moment just to do logic and reason, okay? If we didn't encounter them at the border because they got away, we wouldn't know if they were there, so we wouldn't count them. Liberals are like, <laughs> what? I don't get it. So $2 million is a floor, not a ceiling. 2022, is it over yet, Joe?
0: Just checking Wednesday.
1: Uh, no. July. No. It's not. No, it's we not got a little yet. bit left. We got a few months out? Yeah. No. <laughs> a little bit more to go? Okay, just checking. Okay. Uh, so we're a little more than halfway through the year. Two million. Two million people. Floor, not ceiling, floor. The number is probably closer to three to four million. Two million. Floor. We're a country of 330 million people. So you're talking about probably close to 1% of the United States population has just walked across the southern border. At the border. It's closed. It is. It is. You have any data to back that up at all? Now, we know that. This certainly isn't breaking news. So why you open up the show with the obvious that the Biden administration is a disgrace to humanity, the man is a corrupt, I would argue if we start looking into this guy, potentially criminal president at this point, he should be impeached over the invasion at our southern border. I don't even think he's going to make it that long to be impeached uh, health-wise. I don't, I'm not talking about the, uh, the, I'm talking about just the ability to do the job and him resigning at some point under pressure from Democrats. He's just not there cognitively. I don't think he's going to make it to the end of the term without pressure to leave. They want more illegal immigration. And their latest stunt, they are planning to use the asylum loopholes here, because that's what they've become, to actually expand illegal immigration even more. Because apparently, fellas, the southern border, or lack thereof, wasn't good enough as an entry point to the United States for millions of people. They need some more. So they're sitting around, guys, and they're saying to themselves, okay. Got a southern border. Northern border is clearly not being used enough either. We got to get illegal immigrants in there too. Southern border in there. Um, how else can we get people in? Come on, guys. Think this through. Focus group. We're loving this illegal immigration thing. Airports. yes, airports. Oh. We can use airport. We have a lot of those, right? We have a couple here and there. A few airports. Miami. I think Chicago may have one. I heard there's a couple in New York too. It's just a rumor. So they thought airports are the perfect way to do it. Read this Story in the newsletter today. Bongino.com slash newsletter. If you want to sign up, check this baby out. You haven't heard anything about this, have you? Under new online sign up for asylum, illegal immigrants could flock to U.S. airports, says Senator Lankford. This is a story in just the news. I hadn't heard this one. They're keeping it awfully tranquilo, quiet, the Biden administration, because they love doing this purposefully and joyfully. Don't forget that second part, destroying this country. Langford notes, the U.S. senator, a Republican, that the Biden administration is in the process of designing a new system for asylum. Remember, southern Border's not good enough. And in their new system for asylum, it's an online sign up for asylum that you can sign up for asylum from anywhere in the world. Wait, keep that. Don't take that down. Don't, don't take that down. (laughs) This is, I'm not, I, he notes also, and then not only cross the border illegally and request asylum and be able to come right in, but you could literally come to any airport in America and make the same claim coming from anywhere in the world. Well, online now, Joe, it's like buying a bathing suit for summer online. Uh, What do I do? Do I get myself a, uh, a new billabong uh, bathing suit for surfing? Or do I claim asylum? Uh, let's see. Let's do asylum. We get the bathing suit at the m- mall. When we get to the United States. Online applications. Like you're like uh, signing up your kids for a uh, Marvel Avengers camp or something. This is it. Asylum. At any airport. Online. Anywhere.
2: Not heard of that. You're,
1: you're, I had not heard of that either, my friend. I have not heard of that either can you imagine the grapefruits the cojones on these people uh, folks I'm, I'm I gotta tell you I I you know I'm an optimist in the long run I am I'm not I'm never faking with you I am I I believe and you laugh at me all you want I'm a Christian I believe in the power of Jesus Christ I think there's something special about this country I think God, chose this country as a beacon of freedom, as an example of what could be, what humanity could do. And I am an optimist in the long run. I I do, I believe that. But I gotta tell you, I am getting increasingly anxious and very nervous about both the short and now the medium run too. I don't know if we can survive another two years of this guy. This corrupt, grotesque human being in the White House, the worst president, At this point, clearly in United States history, not modern history, not in decades, clearly the worst president in U.S. history, the first president I think we've had, at least in modern times, who is committed to the destruction of the United States. I use those words very deliberately. That is not by accident. The odd part about this is even his fellow liberals who supported this open border policy are now starting to realize that people in their own neighborhoods are starting to complain. Gee, why would they complain? Now, Joe and I lived in Maryland, a state that's had asylum policies for a long time, and has had a very, very, very hard time uh, with illegal immigration, as even some liberals in some of these places start to complain about the, I've heard it all the time, people in Montgomery County, which is a very liberal county in Maryland, by the way, congrats to Dan Cox and Neil Paraless, I'll get to that later, Maryland primaries. But people in Maryland started to complain. Matter of fact, I don't think it's a coincidence that some of the people in Maryland uh started to vote in historic numbers for a fake Republican Larry Hogan. Um I think a lot of it had to do with immigration and taxes. Now, this is the odd part. Again, liberals are turning on him now. Here, you want a perfect example of this? You may have seen this. This is DC mayor. As radical left as they get, Muriel Bowser on one of the weekend shows, complaining now about how illegal immigrants, who people like her, Eric Adams, and other leftist lunatics, illegal immigrants, they've supported illegal immigration for eons. They pretend not to, but they have. Here they are complaining. Well, now it's affecting me politically. You know, people are complaining. I mean, we've got a bunch of people we can't can't support. Maybe you should have thought of that at the border, you dunce. When you supported all this crap and this idiot in the White House. Here, check this out.
2: The uh, Washington Post reported last week that homeless shelters in D.C. were filling up um, and groups were getting overwhelmed by these buses that the governors of Texas and and Arizona are sending here full of migrants. How significant is this influx? How many people? Well, this is a very significant issue. Uh, We have for sure, called on the federal government uh, to work across state lines to prevent um, people from really being tricked uh, into getting on buses. Uh, we we think they're largely asylum seekers.
1: You believe this? I mean, this is this is just stunning. This is really this is just stunning. This is astonishing. Liberals like Muriel Bowser and others who have for decades now supported open borders at the open borders. They have openly discussed liberals, liberals in the media openly. I'm not going to play the examples again. We've done it a thousand times. Openly discussed their demographic destiny, implied Joe Biden himself, that opening the country up to illegal immigration was going to benefit them demographically. They did this all for power. You're looking at a generation of Democrats, the modern radical leftists, led right now by Joe Biden, who is that who are completely and resolutely committed to the destruction of the United States. They have openly discussed, they've written pieces about this stuff. And now the irony of them complaining when it affects them politically as their own constituents in D.C. start to complain. Ah, you're like, Dan, I've seen that. That's just one example. No, nope, maybe you're not seeing this one. Maybe you haven't seen this. NBC New York. I remember NBC New York. I grew up in New York. My mother used to watch NBC News. Who do they have? They had uh, Chuck Scarborough. Is he related to Joe Scarborough, by the way? He was a guy up in New York. NBC New York. Asylum seekers flooding New York City shelters, Mayor Eric Adams says, calling on feds for help. Oh, oh, the delicious irony of this. So illegal immigration, open borders and the Democrats demographic destiny. It's their argument again. They're on video over and over and over again. They've written pieces on this. They love the idea because they thought it would bring them lasting political power. Their idea. Now, it's so weird. I thought they were doing this because they're compassionate. Joe, it's about compassion. Oh, yeah? Got to take care of you. people. Got to have everybody around the world welcome. It's all about compassion. No, no. It was never about compassion. no. No, 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 no. It was always about raw political power. And now, make no mistake. When the residents of these far-left liberal enclaves in D.C. and New York are starting to complain to the mayor, the mayor's office, their delegates, their representatives, their councilmen. Hey, we've got these people roaming around the street. They're not here illegally. We don't have the capacity to take care of them. Now, all of a sudden, it's a problem. You know what it must feel like for these leftists, you total fake, phony frauds. Fake, phony frauds ushering in the destruction of this country willingly and joyfully. What it must be like to have to look at us, a group of principles conservatives, who've warned about this forever, who've said, who've said this, we don't care where you're from. We don't care what your religion is, what your sex is, anything like that. All we ask is that you come here to a point of entry illegally. You made a demographic argument about it over and over again. It's on video. Shut your mouth. It's on video. I'm not interested in your bolt. Bull- it's on video. The case is closed. You did this. You said, open the borders, it'll benefit us, it's our demographic destiny. And now the delicious irony of it turning around, burning you politically as Hispanic voters gloriously turn on you and move towards the GOP. And your liberal constituents in your liberal cities get fed up having people roaming the streets and occupying shelters that they don't have space for because the liberal idiots you voted for put them there. You didn't care when they were in Texas or Arizona, purple and and red border states. But now when they're in your states, this is what I, you know, I had this debate with Geraldo, not last night, but a while ago. He's a big open borders guy. And I said to him, how many people are you taking in? Oh, I'm not taking it. Oh, okay. You love illegal immigration as long as it impacts someone other than you. You want to see another irony? Uh, Go back to the NBC story saying just the headline. This NBC story about New York complaining about asylum seekers. New York has, what is it called? A right to housing law. So if if you're homeless, you have a right to shelter. A right. Meaning someone has to pay for your shelter. The irony of New York City taxpayers now having to go find what? Hotel rooms and other things? To take care of people illegally? Entering through southern states and leaving for New York City. New York City taxpayers having to pay for that. Now they're upset. We love legal litigation. Just don't charge me for it. And just make sure they don't come to my neighborhood. Yeah. You guys are real gems. You libs. You're, you're very compassionate. Folks are doing this deliberately, joyfully, and purposefully. Here is the... I. I don't know if you guys agree or not. I don't know if I'm getting ahead of my skis again here. Let me know. But what I think at this point has to be the worst press secretary we have ever seen. I don't mean worse than the lying. Everybody lies. Republican press secretaries, Democrats. I'm not talking about the lying. Saki was an expert liar. I'm not talking about their dishonesty. I'm talking about just the raw skills of doing the job. The ability to think on your toes, be extemporaneous, answer questions. Are you, am I crazy? Corinne Jean Pierre can't do any of this. Yeah, she. He's like, <laughs> she, she's pretty bad. Believe me, for Gee, that's a lot. The man, the man is a man of <laughs> few words. Trey reminds me of my grandfather. Doesn't say a lot. My grandfather used to smoke his pipe. Yes, she's bad. Right, Smoke my name. Right? It's called Pop Pop Pipe. God rest his soul, Frank. Grandpa, we loved you. She's horrible. She's horrible. She can't answer any questions ever. And when she answers questions. Off the tip of the tongue, she says the most ridiculous things. Here's Karine Jean Pierre, who represents Joe Biden, who clearly has an open borders policy. The, please, I showed you the numbers. Pie hole, shut it, leftist. Borders open. 1% of the United States has entered illegally. It's not closed. Cut the crap. That's their policy. Here's Karine Jean Pierre. Talking about moving some of these, uh, the Texas uh, who's decided, hey, you can't all stay here. I'm sorry. You're going to enter illegally? Biden wants you here? Fine. We'll send you over to liberal states. Green Jump here calls that shameful. Here, check this out.
0: This has come up before, I believe, a couple of months ago, and I
1: think we believe it's shameful uh, that uh, that uh, some governors are
0: using uh, migrants as a political tool, uh, as a political play, uh, when uh, we should be uh, making sure that we're doing everything that we can uh, to help uh, to help folks who are coming into this process uh, uh, in, in a uh, legal way, and making sure that uh, you know we do this in a in a
1: safe uh, in a safe way and respectful way. And I think it's shameful that that is happening. This is incredible. This is clearly the most unskilled person to, uh, by the way, I'm hearing they're looking at a shakeup in their comms department. I would not be surprised at all if she's out of that job in the next few months, they can't continue to have this even for this corrupt, I would argue potentially criminal president in the white house right now the worst president in United States history. There's not even at this point a close second ushering in the destruction of the United States. Even for him, Karine Jean-Pierre is turning into an embarrassment. They cannot possibly continue to let her do this. She just said that it's shameful to take illegal immigrants. They're allowing in the country. They're allowing. They're not stopping it. They're not building a wall They're not enforcing MPP, the Migrant Protection Protocols. They're not doing any of it. They're just saying, don't come here, come here. That by shipping them to liberal cities with liberals around, where supposedly big government, that's such a benevolent thing. Have you guys thought about this angle too? You don't want them in Texas. Texas is a small government Republican state. That's evil, small government. You would think this would be a bonus, a free ride. The liberal states with glorious big government to take care of them? No, it's shameful. And you notice what she said at the end? She said they were coming here legally. No, no they're not coming here legally. They're not coming here. That is, t- did she, what are you talking about? She just made that up. Again, the most unskilled person to ever sit in that job, bar none. I don't see this continuing. There is no way they're going to allow this. This is all deliberate, folks. This is and she's not selling it like they need to. They they are destroying this place on purpose, but they don't want you to know. Every time she talks, the veil starts to come down a little more. This is purposeful. All right, let me get to uh, take a break. Want to get to my uh, my next sponsor, and I want to show you just Biden, folks. I know we've done the montages over and over, but the man is clearly clearly struggling. I'm not sure. He gets through this term health wise. I'm not. Again, I'm not in the predictions business. I don't wish bad health on anyone, anyone for any reason. But this guy is in real trouble right now. Uh, again, I, I, I hate to, this, I, this, don't consider this as a prediction. I, I'm not a predictions guy. I'm just basing it on evidence that this man, this president we have now, this, this, this corruptocrat, ushering in the destruction of the United States willingly. We have a president of the United States. This is incredible. The head of the executive office of the presidency, a one-man branch of government, ushering in the destruction of the country. It's almost hard to fathom. Here's a video. This is John Kirby, who I think is going to wind up taking over comms at some point for Corrine Jean-Pierre completely because she's such a mess. Here he is answering questions about Joe Biden's schedule. Joe Biden just came back from an overseas trip. Where is he? He needed a couple days off. Is it jet lag? I mean, they rest on the folks. You got to see the Air Force One quarters. They sleep on the plane. I'll explain to you why this is this is ridiculous, by the way, and totally uh, he's totally making all this stuff up. Oh, Biden's been busy here. Check this out.
0: I noticed on the president's schedule the last two days, uh, there have been no public events. Is he resting after the large international trips? The president's
1: been busy. I'll let Kareem speak to the president's schedule. uh, But the president's been quite busy just because you don't see uh, something necessarily on the public schedule doesn't mean that uh, there's not a lot of work going on. No, 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 folks. Again. Yours truly, what has two thumbs and used to see the schedule? This guy, okay? See, here's the difference between being a staffer and being a Secret Service agent. The staff is not with the president all the time. They're not, even his closest staffers. Even his national security advisor and chief of staff is not around him all the time. You know who is? Us. And let me tell you something. If it's not on the public schedule, what they put out every morning on a line-by-line, then it didn't happen. Don't bull. Don't, uh, they, they're not me. You may be able to BS other hosts. It's not their fault. They never did it. There's things they did I didn't do. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a, um, a journalist like some others. But this is a specific skill set I practiced for over a decade. Don't tell me it's, oh, it's not on the public schedule, but work is happening. No, it's not happening. Oh, he was on the phone. Really? Because those phone calls, a lot of them are scheduled too. How do I know that? Because they'd be on the schedule. The president came back from the Middle East trip and is clearly, physically and cognitively incapable of working after an overseas trip. Folks, the guy's struggling right now. It's not a joke. I'll say again, and I mean it. I do not. It is morally incompetent to wish bad health or bad outcomes on anyone. I'm not going to play that game. But I'm not an idiot either. The man is clearly, clearly struggling right now. I saw this on social media. It's a compilation. It's about, it was a minute and thirty. I cut about twenty seconds out because it's, it you know in the end it gets a little redundant. But I want you to watch this. It's disturbing, even though I've seen many of these clips before of Biden clearly, clearly mentally struggling. When you put them back to back to back to back, wouldn't you agree, guys? This is really tough to watch. Oh, here yeah. is the president of the United States. Check this out.
2: The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. From, from uh, uh, Charlotte... Excuse me, from Charlotte, one, a, another line going from in Florida down to Tampa. Of uh, Putin's kleptocracy, uh, uh, yeah. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, foot, foot. The idea that. Um, Los Angeles and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here for two reasons? One, to. We haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is. Let uh, um, might, me might say another way. But the nature, not a solid meeting with um, with uh, the. Uh, you know,
1: it, I was just writing something down. He brought up a good point. He's like, really imagine these were videos of Trump. Ugh. You know, here's the crazy thing. Sometimes while these things are playing, I'll get like a email or something. Pick up my phone. And, you know, Guy has to cut it out. Sometimes I get caught on like the way back. In the middle of that, there's such a weird, uncomfortable Biden pause. I can watch it on the screen. That I thought the show, was were coming back to me. Because in here, I'm like, oh, oh, my. Like, yeah. it wasn't. It was just Biden not being able to talk. Can you imagine if this was Trump? Folks, the calls for the invocation of the 25th Amendment, removing this president in office due to, out of office due to... Uh, mental health impairment, psychological, psychiatric impairment, whatever it may be, neurological impairments—probably the more precise way of talking about it—with a neurochemical cause would be just endless. You'd never hear the end of it. I've seen those cuts before. Again, to be fair with you, but when you see them stacked one on one, matter of fact, when I saw it this morning, again putting the show together, you get a little behind the scenes here, break down that wall. Um, I thought, ah, how do we really play this? They've heard this before, and then I listened to it, and I was. You know, with a background in psychology myself, I was like, this guy is clearly suffering from some kind of frontal lobe dementia. Don't compare him to the guy who debated Paul Ryan. You remember that debate, Joe? I've I've told this story again a hundred times. How Paul Ryan, who love him or hate him, pretty smart guy, he's well versed in economics. When Paul Ryan was Mitt Romney's vice presidential running mate and that debate was scheduled, remember the Ryan Biden? I remember where I was. I remember exactly where I was up in New York. I remember exactly where I was. I remember thinking to myself, my gosh, Biden, this idiot, is going to debate Ryan, who's pretty smart. You have to love the guy, but again, he's a pretty smart guy, right? And Biden, even though he lied the whole time, was, was, was sharp. I mean, he, he lied, but he was sharp with his lies. That guy is just totally, completely gone. Totally, completely gone. I see no way this guy finishes this this term. I just don't. You watch after 2022. Joe, flag it, please. Wednesday, July 20th, 928. After 22. Thank you, sir. After 2022, when they get destroyed in these elections, you are going to see renewed calls, even from the left-wing media, for this guy to step aside. Watch. They're going to be like, hey, he's a lame duck. He can't run again. Watch. All right, let me get to my next sponsor. And I want to get this story next. Folks, there's a really, really troubling executive order, national emergency thing popping on the horizon that you need to know about. Because it proves my point again, that they're destroying not only the border and the country, but the economy on purpose. If he does this, Biden, if he does what I'm about to talk about next, we're going to be in even more trouble than we're in now. Folks, they're intentionally, intentionally and deliberately and joyfully destroying the country, its borders and our economy. I can't say that enough. However disturbing that sounds to you, the evidence is everywhere. Here's what I mean. They keep talking, their administration, the Biden administration and key officials within it about this transition to a clean energy economy. There is no transition. There is no technology to transition to. I was on Hannity last night again with Geraldo talking about this, talking about how the battery life of the entire, the entire battery capacity of the entire globe we live on, called Earth, would power the Earth for 75 seconds right now. I mentioned that 75 seconds, that's all we have. You're going to transition, you have 75 seconds. That's it. You'll get a Netflix trailer worth the power before everything blacks out. If you were to completely transition to this battery-powered economy in the absence of sunlight or wind, so I was trying to think of an analogy. I only thought of it after I got off the air, which kind of ticked me off a little bit. You know, for you you baseball fans out there, you ever what? You know, when a pitcher's struggling, pitcher gives up four or five runs, right? The the manager comes out and they do a pitching change. They get a new pitcher. Hey, you suck. Bring your new guy in. So you know what they'll do? So the bullpen, which is far away, so they can see who the manager wants, he'll go like this. He'll smack on you. I'm smacking on my right off of you, audio listeners. He'll smack on his right. That means, like, give me the righty. If there's a righty and a lefty warning up, warming up, he taps on his right arm. Bring the right hand to picture it. It's like walking out, right? You want to do the transition from one pitcher to the next or from our economy now based on oil and gas, petrochemicals. To it's like doing a transition to a picture. It's not warming up and it's not out there. You're like this. And then you start, there's no pitcher. There's no picture. There is no technology to transfer to capable of handling this. Yet here's one of Biden's climate officials, Amos Hochstein, talking again on a cable channel about a transition to a technology that is, will lead us to blackouts and starvation. And nobody thinks this is unusual on the left at all. Check this out.
0: I want to create more incentives for more investments, not in coal-fired power plants, but into that energy future. And Joe, you know as well as I do, follow the money. Where are we going to be in 2030 and beyond is going to be more on renewables and more in electric vehicles. I'm not saying transitions are easy, and I'm not saying they're very fast. But they are, we have to do everything we can to accelerate them, because otherwise, if we don't, that's when we're dependent on people who don't share our values. I,
1: this, you know, I played this one intentionally because there are hundreds of these to choose from. Notice what he says. I'm not saying it's going to be easy or fast. It's not there. It's not a matter of easy or hard. It's a matter of possible versus impossible. Get the righty. There's no righty. Oh, I'm not saying it's going to be easy to get the right. There's no freaking righty. It's a, He's not there. No, I'm not saying it's going to be easy to get him. He's got to walk in. He's not there. There's no righty. <laughs> what do you mean? Is it going to be? There is no technology to handle this. You will starve and die or freeze to death. you get nothing and like it. You're darn right, Judge Smales. You will get nothing. No, you'll get something, Judge. You'll be dead. (laughs) You'll get death. You'll get a coffin if they don't throw you in a mass grave. It's not there. Here's what I was talking about when I said, if Biden does this, you, you think we're in trouble now? There's some talk now getting very serious about Joe Biden using the National Emergencies Act in a corrupt manner, which he loves. Corruption's his thing. To declare a national climate emergency. Ladies and gentlemen, if this happens, my gosh, you better get ready for the apocalypse. Now, they've said today, well, he may do it, still on the table, but he's not going to do it this week. That's, to me, not much of a. Denial. That's more of a we just haven't been lobbied hard enough. But there's a piece in the journal that discusses exactly what would happen if Biden declares a, quote, climate emergency. Here, it's called the beast mode presidency. They're calling for the president, some of these Congress people on the left to go beast mode, beast mode. This <laughs> is like they're just admitting it now. I thought, what's that cute name for an authoritarian tyrant thug? Oh, beast mode. Oh, that sounds cool. I heard that in a song one time, beast mode. Here's what it would do. This climate emergency is what they're talking about. They're talking about dumping existing oil and gas leases, not future ones that haven't happened yet. Canceling leases that haven't been, they're talking about canceling existing leases here from the journal. Stop oil and gas drilling in the outer continental shelf. Mr. Biden has already imposed a de facto moratorium on new offshore leases, okay? But progressives want Biden to suspend existing leases. Listen to this. This would reduce U.S. oil and gas production by about 1.8 million barrels a day, about two to three times as much as Russian output has declined owing to Western sanctions. Folks, You, you, you want rationing? People freezing to death? Six and seven dollar permanent oil and gas uh, gas prices at the gas pump? Businesses being rationed, not being able to produce the materials we need to survive? Tell me again, please. I'm begging you. I'm begging you on bended knee, begging you. Please tell me they're not doing this deliberately. This is the first president we've had in modern United States history. Openly, openly, not even hiding it anymore, openly committed to destroying the United States in the remaining time he has left. It's, it's fascinating to watch. I don't know how the country survives this. We, we are living right now in what's become a, a cold civil war that the left is waging on us. They won't stop until we're bankrupt, poor, freezing to death, and starving. They won't stop. It's not the only thing. Vivek uh, Ramaswamy has a great piece in the Wall Street Journal, It's Worth Your Time. It's about this ESG. Alex Acosta wrote it, too. Biden's trying to tax your retirement fund. They want to make you poor, too, with their global warming fanaticism. They're pushing now the Department of Labor again, doubling down on the regulation. That would tell fund managers that are managing your pension fund, they're telling them basically to consider factors such as climate change and collateral benefits other than investment returns when investing employees' money. Vivek notes, this would encourage America's perpetually underfunded pension plans to invest in politically correct but unproven ESG strategies. Got a pension? Most of you do. Worked on the airlines, your plumber, electrician, living off your pension, busted your ass, worked hard, got dirt into your fingernails, sucked asbestos into your lungs like my poor uncle did who died early, was a plumber in the uh, MTA system, a transit system in New York. Did all that, living off a pension that you've been promised after putting in years of work. How does it make you feel the Biden administration is pushing to invest that pension in a bunch of green crap? Technology, it doesn't exist. It's going to make sure your pension loses money. How's that, how's, that, how's that make you feel? You like that? This is what you're voting for, leftists. You are voting to destroy this country now, right now, like today. Here's a great piece of video. Here's a congressman I like a lot, Tom Massey. Tom Massey has that imbecile, uh, Buttigieg, up there, who's just, the guy's just a disgrace. Again, you know, Buttigieg, right? We have the whole BS with Buttigieg thing we do all the time. There's not a human being in, in politics who says less by saying more than Pete Buttigieg. The guy's saki. He's a very, very talented liar. He is. Nobody says less by saying more. Buttigieg was up there yesterday, uh, testified up on Capitol Hill. And Tom Massey, who's a great Republican, says, OK, you guys want us to move to all electric vehicles? Have you considered the fact that there's no righty in the bullpen? What do you mean? Have you considered the fact that there would be an enormous strain on the electrical grid if everyone in America had to plug in a car rather than fill it up? Do you have any idea how much energy that's going to suck out of the grid through your household electrical thing? Of course, Buttigieg had no idea because he's a moron. So Massey told him, here, check this out.
0: The average uh, household uses 17% of their electricity for air conditioning. And um, that would mean the average household uses 1,870 kilowatt hours per year for air conditioning. If that average household plugged in electric cars, do you know how much more electricity they would use in comparison to the air conditioning that air conditions their whole house? No, but again, I would emphasize it will be less. Let me help you with that first before we go on because the numbers are important. It would take four times as much electricity to charge the average household's cars as the average household uses on air conditioning. Do you think that could be? So if we reach the goal by 2030 that Biden has of a 50% adoption instead of 100% adoption, that means the average household would use twice as much electricity charging one of their cars as they would use for all of the air conditioning that they use for the entire year.
1: That's one car. What about a house like mine that has three? By the way, I only have two kids. I don't have a lot of children. I have two. And one of them's not of driving age. What if you're a household with five kids, three driving, two parents, three cars with the, per kid, two, one per parent, five cars. Has Buttigieg thought of all this? Of course not. Buttigieg is a BS artist. Buttigieg's always been a BS artist. He's one of the worst mayors in America who managed to slide his way into a cabinet position so he can join the administration willfully destroying and purposefully destroying America. Folks, there's no righty in the bullpen. These people are doing this on purpose. On purpose. They know what they're doing is going to lead to poverty, you freezing to death, our economy being destroyed, and the United States becoming a third world country. They are doing it on purpose. Motive matters. So, uh, congratulations to Dan Cox, now the Republican nominee for the governor's uh, position in the state of Maryland, where Joe lives and I lived and ran for office for many years. Also, Neil Parrott, congratulations to him. Won the nomination for Congressional District 6, a very competitive district in Western Maryland. One I ran in myself. It's a new district now. We almost won it. We lost by one. Neil's going to be running in a district that's even more friendly to Republicans. So he has a really great job. We're going to get him on uh, the radio show uh, sometime soon. He, he's been on before. He's very good. A couple takeaways just fast before I get to that other story. One, it speaks, again, to the power of the Donald Trump endorsement. Listen to the establishment hacks out there. Whether you like Donald Trump or not is irrelevant. He and I say it all the time about the show. It doesn't matter what I like. It matters what you like. There's a bunch of stories about working out and stuff I'd like to talk about. But you know what? That's probably not your thing. You're here for you know political talk. It's what you like that matters. The anti-Trump, anti-MAGA crowd that claims to be Republicans haven't figured out that it doesn't matter what you like. It matters what people like. And people like Trump candidates. Trump endorsed Dan Cox. Kelly Scholz had an enormous operation backed by Governor Larry Hogan, who remains popular in Maryland, and she got destroyed. She lost by last I saw Joe over ten points. It was bad. It wasn't even close. Matter of fact, I think she only won Harford and Baltimore County, or Balmer. <laughs> Joe <knows. laughs> Yeah. Joe gets a joke. But Larry Hogan, who is a rhino governor, who is a big fake and a phony. Um, again, I'd rather him than the Democrat, but he's a fraud. I call him Harry Logan sometimes. I said something to you a while ago. You'll remember this, Joe. Larry Hogan is uh, the smartest guy in the room. Just ask him. He's got an ego the size of the uh, Western Maryland mountain ranges out there. He's got an enormous ego, Harry Logan. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, Larry Hogan is thinking about running for president. If Larry Hogan runs for president, I'm guaranteeing it. Guaranteeing it. Joe, this is a flag. I don't like two flags yeah, per show. Cool. But flag this one. All right. This is important. Okay. All right. Nine forty-six, Wednesday, July 20th. i I'm guaranteeing you, flag if he it. runs and Trump is in the race, thank you, Larry Hogan will get destroyed in the primary uh. if he makes it in Maryland. In Maryland, forget it, everywhere else, obviously he'll get crushed. I mean, in Maryland, Larry Hogan will get wrecked. Mark it. He will get this. This is Larry Hogan doesn't understand that. He thinks he's this transformative, he's not, he's a goofball. He's a dunce behind the scenes who fell into this spot and did nothing in his eight years as governor, except hurt Republicans every opportunity he could. Harry Logan will lose his own primary in Maryland to Trump. Guaranteed if he decides to run and not only lose, but lose badly. And what happened with Dan Cox and Kelly last night is evidence of that. I got no beef against Kelly, by the way. She was uh, you know, she was a solid conservative when she was a delegate in Western Maryland, but having Larry Hogan behind you in a Republican primary is, uh, is, uh, is a disaster. Okay, moving on. Uh, you know what? Can we jump ahead to the Politico story? I'm sorry. If we, I mean, we may get back to this one, but this is important. Uh, you know, I'm fascinated with the left and fact-checkers and how they, the fact-checkers will just face-plant and pretend nobody notices It's not a hypocrisy thing I've said over and over. It's a hierarchy thing. Fact checkers are part of the leftist authoritarian, totalitarian regime in charge now. Their thing is we don't care that we're lying. We'll lie to your face, just like they did about immigration when we opened up the show. And you can take the double barrel middle finger because we're in charge and you're not. It's not hypocrisy to them. It's just hierarchy. That's what authoritarians do. It's the new caste system. They're politically in charge. So it's incredible that the 2,000 mules story of ballot harvesting during the 2020 election, Dinesh D'Souza put out, 2,000mules.com if you want to check it out, which is a, everyone who sees it tells me the same thing, is a stunning indictment of election malfeasance in 2020 and the use of people to illegally harvest ballots. They track these people around using cell phone tracking. They track their cell phones, which is like a homing beacon. Fact checkers were like, do not know. enough. It's not precise. Really? It's kind of weird then how these stories, just like the other day, keep creeping up. Here's Alfred Ng again at Politico. Homeland security records show shocking use of phone data. ACLU says phone data. Joe, who cares? So what Homeland security is tracking? It's not <laughs> accurate. I mean, the fact that Bill McCarthy told us that at Politico. Reuters told us that. Didn't they say, guys, they said that, right? So Guy's not worried. Guy's like, ah, one. That doesn't. that's not precise. It doesn't matter. Really, it's not precise, kind of strange that the DHS then is hoovering this stuff up. Here's a story by Politico, who, by the way, make, uh, clearly is missing the fact that Politico themselves played into the whole 2000 mules things has been debunked using phone tracking, writing a story about phone tracking. Quote, location data has been sold in the past to help the U.S. military identify Muslim populations and was available on Planned Parenthood visitors. What? Wait, wait, Tommy, leave that up. What does it matter? You, you just told us geotracking can't be used to track people to certain locations like ballot boxes. So why would you be worried about its use on the Muslim population or going to Planned Parenthood facilities? It's not accurate. You told us that. They also know the blog also use location data to out a gay priest in 2021. How would they out his location? It doesn't work. How would they do that? They Justin said it. They got lucky. Very good, Justin. It's just luck. It was just luck. The geolocation data, like he's in the vicinity. He's somewhere in uh, He's somewhere in Palm Beach County, but we can't nail it down. 2,000 mules, they said it. No. They know, too, in 2020, the journal, Wall Street Journal, the federal agencies, including DHS, ICE, and Customs and Border Patrol, were using commercial location data for immigration enforcement. My gosh. So, why were they doing that? How are they locating the illegal immigrants if it doesn't work? I again, we could sit here and laugh at these idiots. They don't even see it because they don't care. If it was hypocrisy, hypocrisy being a bad thing, right? If they viewed it, the left, like these people at Politico, as hypocrisy. They would try to correct it or couch it or caveat it. They don't care. They don't see it as hypocrisy. It's a hierarchy. We're in charge. When we track ballot harvesters to prove election fraud in 2020, that's no good. Geo-tracking sucks. But when it's used to track politically advantageous narratives for us, like they're tracking you to Planned Parenthood, they're tracking Muslims, right? Because they want to believe like Republicans support that, which we don't, and I certainly don't at all. Then geo tracking's just wonderful, and it's a big thing to be concerned about. It's really, really pathetic. It really is. Um, I, uh, you know what? The mask study. I got to get to this. I teased it yesterday. It's important. We'll end the show with this today. Amazing article. Bongino.com slash newsletter if you want to see it by Dan Horowitz. It covers that study I was talking about yesterday and scientific reports about masks. Folks, the mask cult is now completely, entirely divorced from science and is actually a cult. It has all the hallmarks of a cult. People who believe things that are not factually accurate, they're guided by the words of others. Here's a study right there. It's called bacterial and fungal isolation from face masks under the COVID-19 pandemic. You can see it. We linked to it in yesterday's newsletter. But Dan Horowitz, who's a great writer, he's been on my show a lot. Jim, we got to get him on about this. Jim listens, uh, radio producer. He has a piece up at Conservative Review looking at this study. Folks, again, this is actual science on the pure, unadulterated idiocy of walking around with a cloth or surgical mask on all day. And yet you'll continue to do it, lefty losers, because you live in a freaking cult. Here's what's on your mask. But continue to wear them. Again, it's great for me. I know who the idiots are. He notes that this new study cultured bacteria and fungi from both sides of of masks worn by 109 medical school volunteers. The findings weren't surprising, but they also weren't pretty. It turns out 99% of the mask samples had bacterial colonies growing on the inside of the mask. That's a big number, fellas. Gee said it right. That Gee said 99 out of 100, that's a big deal. And here's the kicker. 94% had bacteria growing on the outside, too. What about the fungus? 79% of the samples had fungus on the inside and 95% on the outside. Several of the bacteria were potentially dangerous, such as Staphylococcus aureus, Bacillus cereus. It's so serious, it's called serious. Bacillus cereus, Staphylococcus saprophyticus, and Pseudomonius luteola.
2: Right. There
1: you go. Good job, fellas. That's quite an ensemble. That's like the Avengers of bacteria right there. So serious, one of them's called Bacillus Serious. <laughs> it's not spelled it. It's serious with the a C. You just keep wearing your mask, folks. You just keep it up. Keep it up. It's just, it's just, it's, I it can't hurt you. It's just a mask. Put it on, baby. Put it on. It helps me walk away from the idiots. Then I know who you are when you walk up to me with these things on. What? You know, and here's the irony of this whole thing. And if you read the piece, Harvest Points, I'll end on this. That the masks are still being recommended for the immunocompromised. If you read the study, the study says, listen, if you're immunocompromised, all this bacteria on a mask may be a problem for you. Keep it up. Science. Science. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Again, as I always do, I hate asking for favors. But if you wouldn't mind, please subscribing to the podcast. I appreciate that you listen. The listens help us a lot. But if you would subscribe, uh, it's free. It's always free on Apple, Spotify. We were number four yesterday on Spotify and news, which is amazing. It's the highest we've been in a long time. Thank you. Apple, Spotify, and of course on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. We really appreciate your support. Thanks a lot. See you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.